Tom did. I'm sure she cringed at the idea of me going to work at Playboy. But she loved me enough to say, okay, if this is what you're determined to do, you go for it and I will be here to help you pick up the pieces. You know, there are some myths about living on the Isle of Misfits, at least on this little aisle. And one of them is that it's lonely. No one comes, no one calls. As you know, though, if you've been around here, that is absolutely untrue because we have had some amazing people from all walks of life stop by. And today, my misfit friends is no exception. Now, like I said, uh, we've had some pretty unique guests here, but today is the first time in misfit history that we have ever had a former Playboy bunny. That's right. You heard me. Emphasis on the former. But you know it's got to come up somewhere because it's part of her story, but only a part. So our special guest today, she is an author. She is a speaker. And yes, an ex Playboy bunny and an accidental expert on the faithfulness of God and finding joy during difficult times. Her name is Robin Dykstra, and I am just so thrilled to be talking to her today. So I'm going to switch out of the third person here and actually talk to you now, Robin. Welcome to the Isle of Misfits. Oh, it's such a delight to be here. Thank you, Nancy. I'm, I'm just thrilled. Well, you and me both, because like I said, it's, you know, I love making misfit history, and I love that you agreed to come visit us here. Oh, I listened to previous podcasts, and I was very eager to jump on. Oh, what a brave soul you are. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, okay, so if you've listened, so you know something, you know something's coming. And we're going to talk. I want to hear your story, all that there, but we got to do it. We have to do it. It is misfit tradition. Will you play? You don't have to, by the way. She even knows. She knows what I'm going to say before I said it. The stupid game. The stupid game. I make up your stupid game in the time-honored tradition of the Isle of Misfits. And this is how it goes. I've made it up based on something that I know about you. And I know a little bit. We're going to learn more today. But I do know because you have, it was in your, it was in your bio that you are a former Playboy bunny. But wait, don't panic. I know there's some church people out there. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Well, come on. We got it. I'm going to test your bunny knowledge. Your literal bunny knowledge. How much do you know about bunnies? I mean, like actual bunnies. Okay. Are you okay with this? Is this a safe place? Okay. There's no, there are no demerits on the Isle of Misfits, no. So we're all winners. So really, this is easy. Just a couple questions. It's true or false. So you right, right away, you know you have 50-50 chance. Okay. Are you ready? True. I'm ready. All right. True. True. She's she, Yep. You got the first one right. She's ready. That is true. Okay. True or false? Bunnies purr. Is that true or false? I'm going to say it's true. And you know what? I'm going to say you're right. They do. At least according to, yes, the, I, so my, my source is the 17 most important bunny facts you can know, something like that. Uh, so we know PETA can't lie because they love bunnies. So 
There you go. You- and I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. When I was a little girl, we had a, a pet bunny named Boswell. Boswell so the I bunny. That's alliterative. Boswell the bunny. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. He so did. See, so you knew. You already knew. All right, one down. Just a few more to go. Okay, number two. Bunnies are. I had to look up the pronunciation of this word. Pronunciation. Bunnies are crepuscular. Is that true or false? I guess you'd have to know what crepuscular is. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Mm. 50-50. Sure. No, I'm going to say false. You're going to say false? Are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want to say? This is... No, what I meant to say is true. That is correct! You are correct! (laughs) See? I told you. Painless. Um, Okay, so I was going to give you bonus points if you could tell me what crepuscular actually means. And, you know, you could Google it. Okay. All right. I didn't know what it meant either, so I had to Google it. So basically what crepuscular means is that they, uh, they are most active at dusk and dawn. So they're not nocturnal like cats, even though they purr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Bunnies and mosquitoes share that same space. So... (laughs) All right. You're doing excellent. All right. Number three. True or false? That whole bunnies multiply thing, that's a myth. True or false? Now, you said you had bunnies or you had one. So I think they do multiply. And you know what? I don't know how to answer that. I think they do multiply like bunnies. That you are you are correct. That is not a myth. So the answer is false, and you got that one correct. Yes, of course they do. Yes, all those cartoons over the years couldn't have been wrong. So that is actually true. All right. See, this is you are just absolutely rocking this quiz. I, you got three out of three, so this is a bonus question, and this is going to be a total guess. There's no way you can know, but this is this is very near and dear to my heart. So you just have to tell me whether, so it's true or false, or tell me, am I telling you the truth, or am I lying? I once caught a ring of bunnies dancing in my backyard, mocking me after eating all my tulips. Is that true, or is that false? <laughs> oh, I hope that's true, because that's... It is an absolutely true story. I hold it. I hold the trauma in my heart to this very day. So you got all, all the, see, you know your bunnies. So congratulations. You did a great job. And, um, and as your prize, I, I've taken my new tradition is to uh, mail you something random from my house. So you never know what's going to come your way. Okay, I'll be waiting by the mailbox. Right. Uh, Yeah, I promise it won't be a giant refrigerator box, although this is de-junking season, so you never know. (laughs) Thank you. All right. All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks for playing. And uh, now it's time to move on to the substantive portion of our little conversation here. So, um, okay, so, all right. You're such a good sport. Okay, now. I promise I don't want to camp here, right? Because there's lots of stuff to talk about with your story. But we we just got to get this on the table. Okay, so I wonder, can you give us a little nutshell of this whole Playboy Bunny thing? Yeah. Um, when Playboy was in its heyday in the 
um, 60s, 70s, and early 80s. It was uh, like the Ziegfeld Girls of the 20s and 30s. And it was um, kind of an exclusive club that that women like me wanted to be part of. It was a way to avoid going to college, getting married, and being locked into a, a more traditional lifestyle. And it, it just kind of it let us borrow time. So the mm-hmm. gap years, they call it now. The inevitable, yeah, gap year. Right. And mine, my gap year was only supposed to be a summer. I was only going to work there for the summer, but ugh, I was so good at being walking pornography that I stayed and I trained other girls to be bunnies and recruited and just really um, I do everything with excellence and this was one of them and it's not my finest hour but it's part of the story and it the, the, the grand news is that knowing when I finally found Jesus after years after that, I knew that what he had paid for me was significant. And so it made mm-hmm. him so precious to me. You know, when I was a bunny, I was just trying to feel as good on the inside as I looked on the outside. And I tried all these other right. things. Well, aren't we all? I mean, yeah, that is yeah. that is all of our stories. And so, um, when I finally, when Jesus finally and I, we reconciled our differences, it was just so incredibly sweet. There was such a big transformation. It was obvious and was beautiful and it was significant and it wasn't, it it, it just, it was life-changing. It's not for everybody, you know, sometimes it's incremental. I've got a couple of girlfriends who kind of sneaked in or um, kind of came in one step at a time, couldn't really tell you when they actually said yes to Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, more of a process, but boy, I, um, my day was sweet. So let me ask you this. So do you still keep in touch? Like, do you still have friends from your bunny years? Uh, loosely, not, not so much. It's been so long ago and you know how seasons change. I do see them on Facebook as they go through my thread. Um, we say, hi, I comment on a grandchild. That's right. We're now grandmothers. It kind of cracks me up that, you know, when people think about Playboy bunnies, they don't think of us as grandmothers, but a lot of us are. And most girls that I worked with went on to careers that were um you know normal bank right. bank vice presidents and pharmaceutical sales people and so like actual people real life people yeah, yeah. so i was located in the new midwest and most of us were we came from um families of hard-working guys and girls and just real normal yeah. Yeah. Real people, real life, real normal. And it's interesting how you said, you know, hey, we're grandmothers. You don't think of grandmothers. But um, yes, despite the fact that uh, Hugh Hefner was probably old enough to be all of your grandfathers. So, um, yeah. So, in fact, OK, I, I have to ask this. I promise and then we'll, we'll we'll move right along. But did you meet? Did you meet Hugh Hefner? I met his daughter. You his met daughter his daughter was running a lot of the operations by the time I was there. And so I met Christy, but I'd never met him. Okay, because I think you're the first person that I've ever spoke to that 
not only was a Playboy bunny, but that interacted with Hugh Hefner's daughter. Um, Kevin Bacon's got to be in there somewhere because, you know, we're all six degrees from him. So so I won't ask you if you met him I'll, unless you want to tell no. me. Um, the, <laughs> okay. Well, I guarantee you know someone who knows him. So, all right. So here you are, this real person with a real life from the Midwest, from a hardworking family. I know in your story, you know, you had a mother who really instilled in you some, I, I guess, in your words, like some feminist values, which kind of, you know, almost makes you like you had talked about this in the book, like, hmm, I wonder how my mother's going to feel about this. And and yet she really kind of told you to go for it, um, maybe for her own reasons. And you go through you you go through this. You said your summer job turned into four years because you were so good. You can't help it if you're good at your job, right? Um, but then your life changed. So let's let's move on to the next phase of your life. So you said you met Jesus. Was it during that time? Was it later? Was it kind of like you said incremental? Like yeah, let's let's go there. It was later, but I, th- I think it's worth landing on my mom's reaction. Yeah, and um, because. Really, what Jesus does for us is he gives us this set of guidelines in the Bible and intuitively through Holy Spirit, right? And he gives us this set of guidelines to live our life, to give us every advantage not to be stupid or not to be banged up too badly. You know, follow the Ten Commandments, love one another, love yourself, respect yourself. He says these things. And... And then he gives us completely free will to either follow those guidelines or not. Right. But he never stops loving us mm. no matter what the choice we make. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what my mom did. I'm sure she cringed at the idea of me going to work at Playboy. But she loved me enough to say, okay, if this is what you're determined to do, you go for it and I will be here to help you pick up the pieces when I'm pretty sure, sh- because I'm pretty sure this is going to go south in a hurry. And it took four years, but it did go south. And she was there and she was my sanctuary. And the way she loved me made it easy for me to understand how God loves me. Hmm. That I can make a mess and that he doesn't hold it against me. I don't have to pay back what was already paid for me. If Jesus died on the cross to pay for all sins of all time, then I'm not gonna. I I can receive that forgiveness, and I don't have to. I don't have to continue to pay for it. You know, there are consequences to some right. sin. If you, and and I do suffer some of those, but it's not like God is standing in heaven with a, a checklist saying, "Oh, she's still got a little bit to pay back. She's still got a little bit to pay back." All the things that I suffer as consequences of that time are my own doing, not. God. So I don't think he, so one of the things um, later on, you know, I, I, after I left Playboy, I got married to this sweet Christian boy who loved me really well, led me to the Lord. I found Jesus at a Christmas program um, when I finally said yes to him. And I, I, it took a little while for me to fall into line with, you know, going, reading my Bible and the disciplines and the, I didn't, I, it took me a while to find somebody to disciple me really well. And because I like being independent and uh, who doesn't, but exactly. It, I, it took me a while to yield, but when, when I found that, um, I, I, I forgot where I was going with this. 
um, I left Playboy and I started following Jesus. So when uh, Jay and I had been married 14 years, we had two beautiful children and he died of a heart attack at 39 mm. years old. And I knew that it wasn't me being punished for the mess that I had made before I said yes to Jesus because Jesus already paid for that. Jay was a smoker. He was a drinker and his free will and faulty heart, his free will collapsed on me. It, you know, he made some choices Mm. that didn't go well. And so, um, I, I have to, I have to lean into who God is to, 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 because I know that I'm not alone in these consequences and these outcomes and these circumstances in this situation. But I also know that I'm not, I don't have to continue to pay for what Jesus already paid for. Hmm. Does that make hmm. sense? That makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, I'm just picking yeah. up a little theme here because, all right, I want to go back to, like you said, your, your mother kind of primed yeah. you for this. She loved you. Yeah. She kind of set out, these are the expectations you choose, Right. Free will, you get to choose, kind of reminds me, I think, uh, where is it? And, you know, Joshua said, you know, choose, you know, blessings or curses, you get to choose. So we get the freedom to choose, which means consequences, right? So sometimes we have consequences, but bringing it back to love. Your mother loved you. She She showed you a picture, a preview of that love and the perfect love that comes from Jesus, who says, you know what? Yeah, you have free will. You get to choose. And even through your consequences, I still love you. And you can't pay for it by yourself. That's why I paid for it. Um, and, and you said something else, free will and faulty heart. I mean, that right there, that's that's a book title, actually. Maybe your next book. Um, yeah, because isn't that all of our stories? Free will, faulty hearts. And yet God still loves us. Does and he lets us have a do-over, right? Mm-hmm. Corinthians five seventeen. It's like therefore, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is come. Well, how many times do you need to be a new creation? Yeah, like daily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes hourly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I get to start over. It's never too late for a fresh start with Jesus. I right. can have a fresh start anytime I come to Him and I. I say, you know what? I made him another mess, and I I don't want to do this anymore. I've changed my mind. Some people call it repentance. I I, I don't want to do. I don't want to be this girl anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to overeat or overshop or overspend or overdrink or whatever. I don't want to overindulge. So yeah, just can I have a fresh start? And he says, sure. Yeah, sure. Never too late for a fresh start. With you. Never too late. Never too late. And yeah. okay, so he gives us this fresh start, and then it's. Happily ever after. Life is perfect from that point on, right? (laughs) I wish. So let's move on from here, right? So, all right. So you've you've gone through some real heartache to lose your husband after 14 years. Um, Okay, where do we pick up from here? Yeah. Well, I had one of the things that I really land on when I speak at retreats and conferences, what I always tell audiences is you have got to live in community. Jesus, uh, God created the body of Christ for us to be 
um, with each other and represent each other. You know, uh, let's see, Genesis 1, 28 says, and God blessed them. First he made man and woman, and then he blessed them. He didn't mm. give them an assignment or a commission or a calling, anything. First he blessed us. So That's we good. were created to be in community, to receive God's blessing, for sure, as his child, but also to be a blessing to other people. But the enemy comes in and he says, because he's always about is kill, steal, destroy. And so he tells you, oh, you're such a burden. Oh, you're such a pain. Oh, you're so much trouble. Oh, you're such a right. mess. And so he wants to, to live in isolation. Right. Or he tells you all those other people out there. They're, they're, you know, I mean, after this past yes. two years, like, oh, people, no, thank you. But okay. But yes, right. yes, he wants yes. us to live in isolation for sure. Right. And that's just so dangerous because you need people to celebrate your big wins and cheer you on through the messy middle and commiserate with you when life is hard. And so when Jay died, I had created community through Bible study, through moms with my, at my kids' school. And I'm telling you, I had 15 people. There were 15 people at the house before the body was taken away mm-hmm. because they heard and they came, and they came with prayer, and they came with chicken salad sandwiches, and they came with circus tickets for my kids, and they undergirded me and took care of me to the point where I, you know, they just prayed and prayed and prayed, and and I I made it. And after a year or so, I I was feeling so good that I was getting a little a little a little um. Uh, snarky with the Lord and I said you know I worked really really hard to learn how to be a good wife and I think it's an awful waste of raw talent to leave me single (laughs) (laughs) I love your snarky relationship with God oh yeah and so he must have thought that that was a good idea too either that or I needed supervision I I didn't ask but (laughs) I did get married again to an adventure boy Craig and Craig and I were married just a couple years, and he took a routine flight from Michigan to Pennsylvania, and somewhere along the line, he made a really bad error in judgment, flying through a thunderstorm, tried to land, didn't make it, went down, couldn't find him for weeks. Oh, wow. But when we actually found the... When the wreckage was found, it was pretty clear that he'd been killed on impact. And, and you know, when you have something icky happen to you, something traumatic happen to you, you think the natural tendency is to say, why? Why me? Why now? Why did this happen? And um, when we ask why, I think the underlying question really is, God, are you paying any attention to me? How did you let this happen? It's not why. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. Really, we don't care why. We right. just want it fixed. Right. right. We just want to know, Whatever God, we- yeah, where are you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so um, we need to remember that God is faithful even when things feel awful, that, that he is with us in the midst of it, that um, again, that peace that surpasses understanding comes, that he, he's with us in his presence, his spirit is with us, he will guide us and direct us and comfort us. But then again, that community of people 
that he's with us in his presence. He's with us with it in his people because he's not, he doesn't long for us to suffer. But again, bad things happen to everybody. It rains on both the good and the bad. And um, so, you know, we need to remember that who God is. And one way that you do that is by just uh, recalling all of his names. You know, you can Google what are the names of God. And you can see that he's your banner and he's your hero and he's your king and he's your warrior and he's your husband and he's your friend and he's your comforter. And when you say all these things out loud to him in praise, it will reset that attitude from why did this happen to me? Are you paying attention to believing again who he is as creator and comforter and caregiver and consoler? Um, and it will reset you so that you can you can say, and I did for a long time, I hate what is happening to me. I do not like this situation I am in, but I know that I can trust you in it because you have been faithful to me in the past you have been faithful in the bible and i have no reason to believe that because the bible says you are the same yesterday today and tomorrow forever that you will be faithful to me in the future and i can trust you even when i hate what's going on yeah and you know what that's so important um so when i hear you say this like this is how i'm kind of processing it what what you're doing is you're rehearsing what is true. And exactly. it starts with saying, you know what, you don't have to pretend like, oh, praise God, my husband died in a plane crash. No, you don't. That that's that is not the truth. No, we're not happy about all the things that happen in our lives, even whether it's out external, that's something that happened outside of our control, whether it's consequences of our own decisions. We don't have to pretend that we're happy. In fact, I think it's just destructive to pretend that we're happy about something that is that that is so painful so to that's the starting point to be honest to be truthful no i don't like this but not to stop there and then you moved on to okay but this is what is true about you this is who you are this is who you've been and and saying his names all the you know wonderful counselor mighty god prince of peace friend comforter encourager all of that is important and then and then with that is you've been that to me and to recall all the you know his, his track record is perfect right all the times in our lives like you just said a minute ago it rains on the just and the unjust and rain can be a bad thing we don't like rainy days and and yet actually rain we need it, right? Um, so he's merciful. He's merciful even when we don't recognize it, right? Um, so all those things. And then saying it out loud, so important because faith it is. It comes by hearing, right? That's what, that's what the Bible says. It is. And you got to believe that if, if we believe that there are angels in heaven and messengers of God and, you know, the guardian angel... I mean, I, I think it's not a stretch to believe that there that there are angels that are among us. Is is that too woo woo for you? Or no, I'm I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah. So if there are angels, wouldn't there also be fallen angels? So Satan can't be everywhere, but a third of the angels of heaven fell with him, and those minions of 
the devil or of Lucifer are eternal, so they don't they don't die. They're still wreaking havoc on the earth. Um, and not to give it too much, not to give the enemy too much credit, but this is why we speak prayers and praise out loud. Because if anything is listening, if there is any demonic, any evil, any anything that is inconsistent with the kingdom of God in hearing range of my voice, I am declaring that my home is not a place that they are welcome, that we are proclaiming the goodness of God. We are proclaiming the character of God. We are proclaiming the names of God in this home. And this is not going to be an easy target. You are not welcome right. here. If you are not for me, you are against me. And so that's why we yeah. say things out loud. Yeah. And also because, when your ear is here, what your mouth says, your heart believes. Yes, that's good. Say that again. That was so good. I think we need to hear it again. Yeah. When your ears hear. When your mouth. Yeah. When your mouth says. Uh, yeah. When your ears hear, what your mouth says, your heart believes. Yeah. That it is possible. Yeah. Yep. And that's yeah. so important yeah. because you know, you know, Robin, yeah. it's, so, it's so true. I mean, we we live in a flesh and blood world, right? It's a physical, material world, right? Um. But also we know that we don't wrestle just against flesh and blood no. that it is in the Bible, right? There's powers and there's principalities and this might be yeah. woo woo for maybe someone who's listening now, but that's okay because we fall back on, yep. you know, on what, on what scripture says and um, not just Frank Peretti, although I like his novels, um, but, but, but yeah, speaking truth yes. because we're speaking it to our own ears, but we're also speaking it, um, because there are there are principalities at work that yeah, yeah. that we can't see but but are that's all it. the yep that is it yeah, that is it, it. <laughs> yeah and that's in Ephesians six just in case any listeners want to go what thank you <laughs> thank you yeah so actually I write about this every week I do a devotional every ah week on my yay all right let's and talk I about that talk about, yeah just talk about what's God doing and who He is and how can we how can we become more like him and draw nearer to him? Because I think it's a, it's a progress. It's a work in, pro I'm a work in progress. And I think you it's a, a, a discipleship. It's a, it's a, it's an everyday kind of every moment. How do I draw nearer? Because until we get to heaven, we will not be perfected. So we're going to be works in progress from now until we see him face to face. And I, I, I like to receive encouragement from other people, but I like to be the encourager too. Yeah. So I, every week I write a devotional about who God is, what he's doing lately and how we can become more like him. I love that. And you know, you, you said this a little bit uh, earlier about living in community, right? The first thing that God yeah. did is he blessed them because he blessed them to be a blessing. And that's what you're talking about. You know, we all need to be encouraged, but we're all called to encourage too, right? We just give freely. We've exactly. been given freely. We give. And, and this devotion, I love it. So is this, can this be found on your Robin Dykstra.com by chance? It can. Yeah. Just go to the menu bar and find weekly devotional and uh. you can, you can read it or you can get it delivered to your inbox. Just sign up for it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm going to put it in the show notes. So I have to ask you this. So is this the same thing? Cause I know, um, is this the seeds of inspiration devotional series or is, or is that yet another? Yeah. Seeds of inspirational devotional series. That's a book. Oh, okay. Books, 
that are coming out in 2022. All right. Probably the first one in February, and then the subsequent, the subsequent two yet this year will come out shortly after that. Oh, that's great. So this will just prime us for that. So this is like a, a little sneak preview, a taste, if you will. So that is wonderful news. Thank you for that encouragement. And Robin, I can't believe it. I mean, we, as always, I feel like we just have scratched the surface, but that just means People need to read your story. And you know what? I'm realizing for the first time, we have not even talked about the title of your book. Uh, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? We could both say it. <laughs> yeah, it's right. The Widow, the Widow War, War Pink. Pink. Yeah, right. The and Widow War Pink. Yes. I'll read your subtitle. It's a true story of life after loss and the transforming power of a loving God. So you just heard tiny little snippets of this story. There's so much more. So I just want to encourage you, if you're looking to be encouraged and maybe pass that encouragement on to somebody else who might think, hey, it's too late for me. I've gone too far. Well, guess what? I think Robin Robin has a story to tell to convince you otherwise. And you're devotional. And yeah. So Robin, I just want to ask you one more question as we're kind of wrapping things up here. So that person who maybe is thinking, yeah, it's too late. All right. Maybe I wasn't a Playboy bunny, but I was this or I was that. And yeah, it's a nice little story, but not for me. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would say you don't have to be an ex-Playboy bunny to have a season of your life that you regret or that you're not proud of. And I am telling you that uh, in John 3:16, when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And 17 says, For God did not send his Son to the world to condemn it but to save it. I would say you are the world that Jesus came to save. And it's never too late to say yes to Jesus. Never too late. Those are beautiful words. Robin, thank you so much for joining us. I hope we can talk with you again. Oh, I love that. You're so fun. You I are so fun. Well, you are welcome back anytime you have a free Nexus Pass to come and go as you please. Oh, I, I'll take you up on that. All right. Well, yes, I do hope we speak again. And hey, Happy New Year. We're recording this at least. We're just a few days into the new year. So happy new year to you and God bless you. I received that. Thank you. The Widow Wore Pink is the name of the book. And it's a true story of life after loss and the transforming power of loving God. And who couldn't use that kind of transformation? I'm just saying. Hey, thanks so much to Robin for joining us. And you can check her out at robindykstra.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-D-Y-K-S-T-R-A.com where you can get a book or you can book her as a speaker. She even has coaching sessions if you think you have a calling as a speaker. So good stuff. And thank you for being a part of this little misfit community. And if you haven't joined already, you can follow me at isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfits.com for more great podcasts like these and lots of other misfit fun. Oh, and if you don't mind, I will never turn down a great review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So until next time, keep owning your awkward, keep loving your fellow misfit, and look out for glorious beauty and eternal truth everywhere. me here and now.